the text for the message this morning is the uh, gospel uh, reading in the first chapter of John. I want to uh, review verses 7 and 8. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. This is our text. The name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, waiting is so bloody, awfully difficult for us. Uh, and, and, you know, this Advent season is kind of about that. But if you think about the stuff that you have to wait for because you don't have any choice, uh, you know it's coming and you got to deal with it, that, that stuff can be quite difficult. Uh, a diagnosis from the doctor or uh, whether you're going to get a loan or not or whether you're going to get a windfall or not or... Uh, you're expecting a gift and you don't know what it is, or you got to stand in the line at Disney for something that you haven't ever been on before. I mean, those things are all, uh, would you say, somewhere between promising and disaster, and you just don't know which one you're going to get. You don't have any choice about it, but it tends to be rather stressful and uh, a little sketchy with hope. Uh, it's hard stuff for us. Now, the people of God uh, that are, are with John have, uh, have been waiting for a Messiah for a really long time. As you first hear about the anointed one, the coming one, all the way back in Genesis, uh, as, as the, the poor, crazy human beings, Adam and Eve, sinned, and then the curse comes and they heard about someone that would come and save them. Uh, that's a really long time. Uh, some of the more educated theologians in, in the time of John the Baptist and Jesus, uh, well, they thought that, uh, that the Messiah would come uh, in a certain way. They, they had a couple of different uh, uh, descriptions in the Old Testament. Uh, one of them is the the great coming uh, of the judge and the conqueror and glory and all that stuff. And the other one was uh, a suffering servant. And they didn't really think about who, which one they were going to get too much. But uh, they always hoped that they were going to get the, the conquering king. And that's what they expected was going to happen. So. Uh, a, a prophet would come. They knew that that was supposed to happen first. A prophet would come and announce his, his coming, that the Messiah was in the world. And then they expected a glorious and powerful conqueror would come. Get rid of the Romans, fix everything going on that wasn't right, put people in a, in a better spot uh, with the potential for healing and, and uh, ending poverty and all the things we wish God would do typically, but he doesn't seem to come that way. Uh, they hoped that he would set everything undeniably right to vindicate their thinking about uh, their own wisdom, which they thought was awesome, and, 
uh, thinking that their understanding was proper and then that would all be confirmed and, uh, and, and the, the Messiah would surely confirm their personal righteousness, but they didn't get what they expected. They got John. That was their starting place. Uh, you would think that a prophet would speak to righteous people like they were righteous, except John didn't do that. He was hard on them, uh, and, uh, and they thought that he must be the wrong guy, so they sort of denied him. And, and then he introduces a guy who seems to be a, a mere human rabbi that judges them very harshly, uh, and well, that's what they got. And so because of their expectations, they felt like they needed to keep waiting. Now, we still have trouble seeing the light that's uh, been with us all this time. John calls him the light of the world, coming into the world. And he's been here. This is the same Christ that John knew. He has been with you all. Uh, sort of unexpectedly and unfortunately kind of invisibly since he ascended. But uh, he's still here with you too, which is a hard thing because he's, like I said, kind of invisible. He promised he'd be with you though, always, to the end of the age, that's what he said. Uh, he's with you in ways that you're familiar with, but you still can't see him. You, you have communion. There's the body and blood of Christ. Okay, that's with you. You have the Holy Spirit living in you. That's with you. Uh, you have your baptism, which is always with you also. So he's always there, but he's invisible. And it's hard to concentrate on him being there because it's not what you hope for. It's not what you expect that he... Wouldn't it be nice if he was here where you could see him and talk to him? And Except that's not what you got. And it's hard to hang on to that because, well, he's God, but you can't see him. He's coming to judge soon. That's what he said he was going to do. And, and, and that's, uh, again, you're not sure how that's going to go. You know, he's coming. He's going to be noisy about it. Uh, he, uh, he'll show up and he said he's coming to, to judge. Well, we know who we are and we know uh, things are unexpected and we know we don't understand God, let alone Christ very well, although he is all the things that he said he would be, uh, what he's going to be when he comes. It's, it's hard to see properly because we don't want to be judged and judgment is what we're waiting for. And, and, and that is a hard way of looking at the future. And, and, and honestly, we all know that we owe a lot more than we should get. And so we wait. And things are not as we expect. And we're pretty sure that when he comes, it won't be what we expect exactly. Uh, you've seen that book of Revelation. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that you kind of hope you don't see. And what you do see in there is very hard to understand. And somehow Jesus is in that mix. And who knows what you're going to get. It seems that everything that God sets in motion is ultimately completely unexpected. 
uh, when it arrives, e even if he said it was coming and he described it in some kind of way, it never seems to be quite what you expect. It's, it's kind of like when you say a prayer and you ask for something that is on your mind that you see the need and you think is good and then you get something else. Well, it's not that it isn't good, it's just that it wasn't what you expected and sometimes what you want is very, very important to you and, and he doesn't do it that way, then the unexpected, difficult, hard to deal with, that's what we deal with all the time. The, the teachers among the people of God, they were, as I said, they were waiting for someone like John to come, but they didn't understand him when he did come. He was there to introduce the Messiah, just like they expected him to come, but the, the prophet wasn't happy with them, and they didn't know what to do with that, so they kind of rejected it. And, and uh, God was responsible for all of that. He's the one that sent John, sent, them, sent him to prepare the way of the Lord and to introduce him when he showed up, and so he did, but they didn't get it. They expected the Christ to come. They, they were waiting for that for a real long time, but they weren't expecting a poor and humble man like Jesus. They expected some kind of glorious king to come and set things right. They didn't get that. God did that too, though. It, it doesn't really seem obvious that John even knew exactly what to expect. Sometimes he's quite mystified by what came. So, so you know, why, why would you expect it to be different for you? Is Jesus what you'd expect? Is he what you hope for as the creator of the universe in the world? The, the, the light of the world? Does he seem like that? Or is he just invisible? Unexpected, hard to understand. He didn't just come and put everything right for you. He, not the way you might have hoped, but he did come. He didn't just, well, could, could the son of the living God come and take up a cross and die? This, I mean, this is a, a fair question for the whole world to be asking. Uh, but that's what he did. Uh, and he didn't come to conquer and avenge and to vindicate. He didn't do that. Does that seem like it would be effective? Well, most of the world says no. And I know we have trouble with that sometimes. Can you imagine in your wildest dreams that the, the dead servant of all the people could get up from death and save you? I mean, you know, the dead people generally stay dead, but he didn't do that. He got up, did that for you, but it wasn't expected. It wasn't what anybody thought would happen. I mean, who could ever expect such things? And yet this is the mind of God for you, for your salvation, for your good. A anything that a human being, uh, mere sinners like us, anything that we could have come up with for the salvation of all the world would well, it would be hopeless, if not foolish, certainly not useful. So uh, we are fortunate beyond comprehension that God is wiser than any of us, wiser than any possible idea, wise enough to do what no mind could ever foresee, what such a light in the world can do. This is the unexpected source of your salvation. The, the source of your 
uh, vindication is not as obvious. He is coming for that too. But see, for now, you have the Christ who has come into the world, who is with you even now, who has arranged for your salvation in his own blood. And in those things, you have the potential for joy if you only accept what's been given. Even in Advent, as you look for your judge and you have your Savior, you have Christ, the one who stands with you and for you. He is supposed to be your judge, I think, will be okay. In those things, there's joy. It's unexpected, to be sure, but joy nonetheless. I, I always find this kind of interesting when you, when you talk about John on the front end of all this because he says he's not worthy. Not worthy to, to untie his sandals, which is slave work. Uh, well, and I, I think he's probably right. That's reasonably expected that when the, when the Messiah comes, the son of the living God stands in front of you, you're not worthy. That's a fact. Except... Things didn't go the way John expected either. Uh, he baptized Jesus. I mean, this was a baptism for forgiveness, and he didn't understand that at all, but Jesus said he should do it, and so he did. He uh, didn't actually know what the Messiah was going to look like, but when he showed up, he knew him because the Holy Spirit told him which one it would be. So he introduced him, said, this is the Christ, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and this is for you. But he didn't know, not until it happened. He didn't know that Christ died for him. Christ came into the world in the flesh to die for John, who didn't expect it, who is not worthy. He's like us that way. We're not worthy, but that's what happened. The least servant is what he called himself. The servant of all. That's unexpected, because Jesus doesn't seem to be that. Also unexpected, he got up from death. He not only conquered your sin, but he also conquered your death. All of that's taken away. Unexpected. Are you worthy? No. Certainly we are not. But it, what happened is unexpected. It's not what was expected. It is the Son of God who died for you. It's the Son of God who conquered death for you. It's the Son of God who sent his Holy Spirit to you. And it will be the Son of God who comes who has already been judged for you, who will come and take you to his home in heaven. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.